0: Hello, friends. Welcome to Quiet on Purpose. I'm Heather Laurence, and you're listening to episode number 16. This podcast is all about learning to sit quietly in the presence of God and our own soul. We're here to gently pursue the practice of listening to God, to what He might want to reveal to us about our souls, and the invitation He might be extending to us in light of what we see. We want to lean in listen closely, and respond to His invitation, trusting the One who loves us to also take gentle care of us as we give up old ways of doing things in order to follow His way instead. My hope is that these few minutes together each week might be a sweet time of pause in our often hurried and noisy lives. Today, we're going to spend some time looking at what we might call a spiritual practice, But first, I'd like to share again from my own personal experience. In the introductory episode, I shared that until just a few years ago, I had never learned how to quiet my heart and mind and listen to God. Honestly, I'd never even considered that it was an integral part of life with God. My understanding of the spiritual life could really be summed up in what I would call moralism. I thought there were certain tasks that a Christ follower ought to do and that simply by checking these tasks off my daily to do list, the transformation process would happen. So for years, I got up early to read my Bible and pray. I went to church weekly and took notes. I did these things one might say religiously. I wanted to be a good Christian. And I spent a lot of time and energy trying to build a life that would convince God, myself, and others that I was. In retrospect, I can see that all along, I was trying to impress God with how good I was, rather than offer Him my heart. I did not know how to prayerfully enter into His presence, how to acknowledge before Him what was in my heart, and invite him to speak into that. The essence of my prayer life was more like reciting a Christmas wish list to Santa. In their book, Beloved Dust, Jamin Goggin and Kyle Strobel describe a very different kind of prayer, that which was modeled by Jesus. They say, For Jesus, to pray was to live. To pray was to be human." Prayer was pervasively attached to every aspect of human life. Prayer was a place for raw, uncut, and real engagement with the Father. I believe the first, most important spiritual practice we must learn is how to be honest in prayer with God. For some of us, in order to do that, we first have to learn how to be honest with ourselves This might be shocking to you, but when my life got turned upside down and then began by God's grace to write itself again, I discovered with the help of a counselor that I literally had no vocabulary for describing my emotions. If this was true, how could I possibly bring my heart into the presence of God and then invite Him to speak into it? I didn't even know myself not at a heart level. I had to begin at the very beginning, which for me included using an incredibly helpful chart of emotion words. Across the top are listed seven basic emotions. Professional opinion seems to vary somewhat, but most agree that there are five to seven basic emotions. For the purposes of the chart I use, those seven words are mad, glad, sad, afraid, confused, ashamed, and lonely. And below each word in column form is a list of feeling words that may more accurately describe that feeling, ranging from a little to a lot. For example, under confused, the word curious is at the top, meaning a little confused. And dumbfounded is at the bottom, meaning very confused, with a whole list of words in between. I love this chart. It still helps me today when I struggle to identify my emotions. I've provided a couple of links to some similar charts in today's show notes, in case you might benefit from that as well. So one of the very first spiritual practices I employed and which I'm sharing with you today is a very simple practice I call my truth prayer journal. I'm going to try to explain the steps to you first, and then we'll walk through it in streamlined form just to help you experience it a little bit. I'll also include the steps in today's show notes so you can refer back to them Later, when you have more time. So, first off, with my journal in my lap and my chart of feeling words beside me, I begin by writing my truth at the top of the page. I then proceed to write about the way I'm feeling regarding my current life circumstances. For me, it's easiest to write in prose using full sentences, but someone else might use bullet points. There's no wrong way to do it. The point is simply get your feelings down on paper. This might take just a few lines in a journal notebook or several typewritten sheets, depending on the day and the intensity of your feelings and also just personality. Again, there's no wrong way. Once your feelings are identified and recorded so that you can see them in front of you, it's time to practice some silence. Acknowledge your feelings before God. Acknowledge His presence with you. And then invite Him to speak His truth into your circumstances. And then listen. Listen for Him to remind you of truth that has its foundation in Scripture. Ask him to bring scripture to mind that speaks to your current feelings and circumstances. And then wait. Sit still and listen. When something comes to mind, I like to find the actual scripture reference for it and write it down in my journal under the heading, God's truth. Some days there's just one verse and I'll write the whole thing out. Other times there are several and I might write the whole thing out or I might just write the reference or I might write a portion of the verse. Again, there's no wrong way to do this. Write down as many as you wish for that day, as many as God brings to mind. What's happening here is number one, we're identifying what is in our heart, whether it's fear, joy, anger, sadness, etc. I need to first know myself in order to bring my heart into God's presence. He, of course, already knows my heart, but if I don't know it, then I can't be raw, uncut, and real in prayer. And number two, I'm inviting God to speak to me about what's in my heart. When he brings scripture to mind that directly applies to my feelings and my circumstances, more often than not, I'm comforted, corrected, or gently challenged, sometimes all three. Finally, after I've written down as many scriptures as I desire from my time of listening, I practice silence again. This time, I'm listening for an invitation. At this point, I've identified my truth or my feelings before God, and he's reminded me of his truth. And now I have to pause and consider how his truth speaks to or addresses where I am today. What invitation is he extending to me now that we've both put our truth out there? Because there will be an invitation. The reality is my truth very rarely accurately lines up with his truth. And when this happens, I get to choose whose truth I'm going to accept. So the final step and the final entry in my journal is my response. How will I choose to respond to God's truth when it confronts and corrects me? Very often, my response is a prayer of surrender, a prayer of confession, but also a prayer of gratitude. When I bring my heart before him honestly, real, raw, and uncut, he has never shamed, or accused me. Instead, he always gently reminds me of who he is, what his character is like, and then lovingly invites me to trust him and to walk humbly forward with him. Okay, so now that you have an idea of what it looks like, let's put it into practice. You won't necessarily need a journal with you for our purposes today. So first, just pause for a moment. Make sure your body is comfortable. Take a deep breath. Become aware of God's loving presence with you right now. Now, in that quiet space, which of these seven basic feeling words Best reflects the current state of your heart. Are you mad, sad, glad, afraid, confused, ashamed, lonely? Jesus about how you're feeling right now and ask him to bring to mind one verse or section of scripture that speaks to those feelings. I'll give you about a minute for this. What is the invitation He's extending to you in light of that scripture? is your response. Thank you for the many examples in Scripture that teach us to bring our whole selves with all of our human emotions into your presence. Thank you that you will never tell us that we are too much for you. Our feelings are welcome in your presence. And thank you too that our feelings don't have to get the last word. But your truth speaks into our circumstances and into our hearts, and it has the power to shape what we believe, and therefore the power to guide and instruct our emotions. We want to grow in this practice of bringing our whole selves before you and allowing your truth to guide and shape our responses. Please continue the good work you've started in each one of us for your glory. In Jesus' name, amen. You guys, thanks so much for choosing to spend some time with me here. It's such an honor to know you're listening, and I love to get your feedback when the show has been an encouragement or a help to you. I'm grateful. As I mentioned earlier, the steps from today's practice, along with some links to feeling word charts, are in the show notes. I also have to give a shout out to my pastor husband, Josh, who recently preached a sermon at our church on Psalm 131, and in that sermon, he gave another super simple example of how to bring our whole selves into God's presence, which he calls the bug jar. So I've linked to that in today's show notes as well, if you'd like to check it out. I hope you'll join me next week for another episode, and that along the way, we'll both learn what it looks like and how we benefit when we're quiet on purpose. Until then, take a few minutes, take a deep breath, get quiet on purpose, and enjoy God's presence with you, my friends. He loves you so much.